It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the all new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Speaking of perfect harmony, mm. two things that were meant to go together, born for each other, you might say. One of them, Elliot Shore Parks. The other, Eagles training camp. And it's- today back together it's so true that was beautiful by the Thanks, way buddy. it's it's just was true on the fly, like, right off the top of my head how about that you know it's funny so i parked my car at the eagles facility today um by the way i had a flat tire when i came out but i went and i put air in it and i didn't let it get me down but Look at you so, buddy i know i know i didn't change it or anything don't get me no, wrong i literally I know, I know. pressed the button yes, to put air yes. in it but so Park my car. It's packed because of the Phillies, as you know, since you were there. The The parking lot uh, was packed. But walk by and I see the Eagles training camp sign. It's the same sign they put up every year. No new pictures. Same font. You can even see it's kind of old and dirty. Every year I tweet a picture of it and it's so, it just makes me so happy. Like it's the same picture every year. And it's just... 
the feeling of like walking down that street, down, I guess it's Patterson, uh, down Patterson, you see all the fans lined up. It was sunny today. All the workers are there. I'm waving hi to people. Walk in, get my, <laughs> my credentials. This is great. This is great. I, I made like a joke. It was so the um the credentials have the new word mark on it, right? Or whatever it's called, the you know, yes, word yes. letter. I think it is word mark. I think you're right. Yeah. And so uh they hand it to me and I go, Oh, did you guys get new word marking? Like obviously sarcastic. And the person's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, No, no, I <laughs> I knew. Like No, I, trust me, I was on yeah. Twitter that day. Trust I know. me, I recorded an I, entire pod about it. I know it. how everyone feels about this. Don't yes. worry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, got my credential. Because of the flat tire, I didn't get there exactly when I wanted. So I went right out to practice. The field was glistening. It's always cool seeing the field before the players get out there. Like the sun shining down on it. Like it's still morning. So there's like not dewy because it's so hot out, but like a feeling of morning. And yeah, then Nick talked how he was there. And from there, James, we just have so much to get into. Oh, I'm so excited. And that's that's what this pod will be. The Eagles are back. Training camp's back. Elliot's in his happy place. And we're going to dive into it all. Yes. Uh, I do real quick, though. I love that point about being out before the players are out and seeing the do. You know, different thing, but, but doing the show from Citizens Bank Park today, we're there, you know, two and a half hours before the game yeah. starts. And it's like, I still get chills. I still don't take for granted. Like, just being in that situation where you can, like, Look out at a baseball field two yeah. hours before a game in a stadium. Like, be on the practice field before the guys come out. Everyone's anticipating. Like, it's just, it, it's, very, we, it's very, very cool we get to do what we do. And I, I feel incredibly lucky that we get to. Um, all right. Glad we started this pod with such a humble brag. But yes. No, I honestly, it was not meant to be. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just grateful that we, you know. and I, sure. I, don't, yeah. I don't take it for granted is the point. No. And um, I, I still think it's such a, a unique experience. And I know that's the same for you at training camp. So let's dive into it. We'll get into the on the field stuff because I know, trust me, the Jalen Hurts report is top of mind. But we have another Jalen Hurts report that I think we have to get to first. We'll get to the press conference itself. But hmm. who'd have thunk the biggest news of the first day of training camp would be Jalen Hurts' face on a T-shirt, Elliot Short Parks. I personally did not see this coming. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh, cool. He's wearing a Jalen Hurts shirt. It seems like a lot of people are annoyed that he was wearing a Jalen Hurts shirt. Yeah. So, so let's just start there because silly, silly as it is, I honestly think the single biggest story to come out of today, which it might be a good thing in all honesty, was that Nick, Nick Sirianni's wearing a Jalen Hurts shirt. Your thoughts, my friend. So when I say that I love training camp, it's because I love the roller coaster of it. And I love the silliness of each day and how much it matters. So I am not going to shame anybody that is upset by this because it's sports. <laughs> it's fun. But, 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 but. <laughs> let, me, let me just like, I'm down to get mad about silly things. We oh, we've done it many times. Stuff. We've done it many yeah, times this on this is, podcast. This shirt yeah. stuff is so uh, Didn't we just talk about the, oh, it's watermark, by the way, isn't it? Watermark. Yeah, Wordmark didn't sound right as we're saying. I'm like, that's not right, but the letter mark doesn't either. We, I mean, we just talked about the. I actually don't the, think it's watermark. It's not. Anyway. What is it then? Damn it! I don't know. Regardless, we everyone got so maybe it is wordmark. Everyone got so mad about that thing. It's a perfect example. Yeah, like again, uh, the the t-shirt thing is 2021. Like, is it a little silly? Yes, but you know what? Honestly. The people that are mad about it are just making fools of themselves because remember when everyone got so mad about the flower analogy and it was like, how can people be around him? They're laughing at him, blah, blah. And then they won like seven out of nine games and made the playoffs. Like, here's what people have to accept. 
Sirianni does not do these things for the people outside the Novacare. Like, the players inside the Novacare are why Sirianni does those things, right? He wants Hurts to see him in the shirt. AJ Brown said he thought it was really cool that midway through practice, he noticed that Sirianni had on this shirt, right? Like, AJ Brown had on a Hurts hat. Like, look, can it be a little... Sometimes it feels a little bit like a guy posting their girlfriend on like Instagram all the time and being like, wow, look, how, you know, like, like we get it. Like you guys, like a little pandery too. Yeah, you like, know, you always, that whole thing we talked about with like the Bryce Harper type thing where people get mad at him for wearing the fanatic socks, like that kind of thing. But I think it's a different type of pandering because that is pure pandering, which I'm okay <laughs> with. Again, I'm pure. Like I am perfectly okay with it, but like to get outraged about it at this point, it's just a shirt. And, it, and he's just doing it to show support for Jalen. Like it, it's like, I just I can't get I can't get worked up about it really. I guess I am kind of am if you hear my voice. But like it's it's ridiculous that people are still mad about this. Like and I know it I'm happy you brought it up first cuz you're right people do care about it and it is the first thing to talk about. But like dude, we've been talking about Jalen Hurts for months. We finally got to see him play. The whole team was out there and like people are talking about this shirt. It's like Get like get over it. Like Nick has shown he knows how to manage the locker room. Nick knows what his players respond to. So just accept it. Yeah, I I I, I think it's so dumb. And, and I know and people I respect are really angry about it. Like Joe DeCameron and John Ritchie both hate that he does this stuff. They want him to be a disciplinarian and they want them to, you know, the players to look at him like, how could you look at that guy as an authority figure if he's wearing your face on his shirt? And it just it just feels like old guys yelling at clouds. And they even said it sounded that like that a bit, but it does to me. Like it's like it is a different era of the NFL. Guys respond to different things. A lot of these guys in this team are young. They're in their early twenties. Like it's clear that the stuff that Nick Sirianni does, whether it's the shirts, whether it's the the flower presentations, whether it's the way he interacts with the guys, whatever, like they like him. Like, they like him. Jason yes. Kelsey said he came back because he enjoyed the experience of playing for the guy. It was the first thing he said. I've said it many times on this pod because it, it hit me. It was, like, the first thing that he said when asked why he came back. So, like, I get it. Like, it's not classic NFL coach guy stuff. But you know what? This guy's not classic NFL coach guy. He is a different breed of NFL head coach. And honestly, I think a breed we are going to start seeing more and more of as we talk. We already so much. are. Exactly. The, the game yeah. is changing. The practices are changing. That's another thing I'm sure we'll have many discussions about over the next month is, oh, not enough practice. Oh, this and that. Speaking you know? of 2021 arguments. Uh, I mean, exactly, though. So it's just it all like kind of goes into like the same bucket for me and the idea of like these guys like playing for him like clearly the shirt to them they thought it was cool he thinks it's fun he's supporting his qb1 like i just like to your point like i love getting upset about dumb things but this just seems it's honestly it seems a little unfair it seems a little unfair to get to to call nick sirianni out for that and, and so I, I and I look, I'm not I do understand the idea that when it matters at times, Nick Sirianni is going to have to be able to discipline these guys. He's going to have to be an authority figure like he is. That's part of the job that he's in. But just because he wore Jalen Hurts's face on his shirt for the first day of training camp doesn't mean that he can't do those things. I think that and I'll use Joe and John as an example, because. They're very smart football people. I have a ton of respect for them. They're my friends. Like, they were at my wedding, right? So I'll just use them as the example here. Like, 
some people are just never gonna really like Sirianni. And I'm not saying they dislike Sirianni, but it's clear that he rubs them the wrong way. And I think that he rubs a lot. I don't even want to say a lot. There's a portion of the fan base he rubs the wrong way, right? Like just like the the analogies, the t-shirts, like the goofiness, right? Like, but that's that's who he is. Like he's not going to change that. So I I respect their opinion and people that are upset about it. Like, look, it is what it is. That's your opinion. But it's not going to change. We're going to be having this argument for like, you know, forever long he's here. Well, once he, you know, when he wins, it'll go away. I think that if he proves that he can win this way, it'll go away. But I'll shout out to Ike from Southwest Philly, one of our Go Birds callers. He doesn't call all the time, but I always love when Ike calls. And Ike made a point early last season when everyone was crushing Sirianni early on for for the exact stuff we're talking about, for the shirts, because we did that last year, didn't we? the shirts, the goofiness, all that. And he was like, hey, man, like, I just like that this dude's authentic. And like this dude, yeah, and he's like, he's he's really who he is. He doesn't put on a front for us, and he's not putting on a front for those guys in the locker room. Like, Nick Sirianni's going to be Nick Sirianni. He's like, and I appreciate that. And I thought it was such a good way to put it. Like, he's genuine. And like, maybe he'll rub some people the wrong way, but as long as most of the dudes in that locker room enjoy his genuineness, which it seems like they do, then then I don't really care what anyone else thinks about it, in all honesty. So last thing before we get to to Jalen. Speaking of- There was literally nothing from the press conference to to discuss. Yeah, well, I do actually have a press conference too. Okay. All right, go ahead. All right, look. Howie, you had a good off season. You've had a good year. Relax, I put you on buddy. my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Relax. Right? Like, yeah. they're a little victory lappy already. Yeah. yeah. Like, a little, a little jokey like, and the like, comedy you ever, routine. You ever climb a mountain? And he was like, comedy routine. It's a great. It's like, yeah, yeah you're freaking Avin and Costello up there. Like, who's up first? You're up first? Yeah. And it's like, you know, look, I'm not Mr., you know, like, press conferences are super important. Like, the, the value of a question that's just not me. Like, it's, I'm not disagreeing with people that feel like it's just not me. But, like, when someone's asking you a question and then they finish it and you go, like, oh, sorry, man. I was just thinking about how you guys were shouting over each other. Ha, ha, ha. Like, so what were you saying? It's, like, bro, like, I get you want to be personable. I get that, like, you want to come across. Because, like, Howie has an unfair reputation in the city. Like, I think he's unfairly disliked. And so I get why he would want to come across as likable. But it doesn't come across like that. And, like, it's just not an enjoyable experience for everybody. Nobody finds it funny at home. None of the beat writers like it. None of the media like it. Like, just just do the press conference. Like, we get it. You guys like each other. You have inside jokes. Like, don't worry. You don't have to, like, throw it in our face every time you're together. It's a great take. I couldn't agree more. And and honestly, you know, I've, I'm back on the Howie train. I've been, you know, all in on what this guy's done the last year and a half, two years, whatever it is. Like, super impressed with all the moves. This is the kind of stuff that makes me nervous. Like this is the the these are where I get my and I'm still good with Howie. This is not you know one press conference isn't going to change how I feel, but but the press conference today is the kind of stuff where I'm like I get a little you know the you know my my radar goes up a little bit because that's that's when Howie gets too high on his horse, too full of himself. That's when things have at least historically gone a bad way for him. You know, and when Nick when Nick chimes in like. Uh... I forget what the question. Oh, it was about Bradbury and Tart, about adding them. Yes, right? and he's like, oh, when Howie did the thing where he's like, they dead, no, they didn't get anybody this offseason, huh? Yeah, exactly. And Nick ju- I was yes. like, dude, like Howie, and, like, and Nick jumps in and goes, uh, I guess it, you can add talent. It's, it's like, almost guys. like you're taking shots at the fans there. Like, what yes. are you doing? And also, like, guys, like 
Bradbury and Tart haven't played a snap yet. I know. I know. You know, like... Well, let me tell you, as someone who was a very excited that the Phillies signed Nick Castellanos, it don't always work out when you think exactly, the guy's good, right? all right? This is a soundbite where, like, week seven, if they're yeah, giving up 30 points point. and Tart's that's getting burned and Brad... Like, guess what? Like, yeah, you, you wanted to take the victory lap on it already. Like, but it's not the victory lap yet. And not for nothing, Bradbury struggled in the offseason when I saw him. And we'll get into it, but, like... He didn't do great against AJ today either. So I would, I just think like they're doing a good job at their jobs. I, I would just like tone it down a little in the presser. I think it's a great point. All right. Uh, enough preamble, yeah. enough press conference talk, enough t shirt talk. Let's get down to the business, Elliot Short Parks. Uh, the floor is yours. We'll go through everybody or at least, you know, all the stuff that stood out to you, but. You know, we all know what everyone's here. Yeah, let's just get yeah. the first training camp hurts report of the season from the stat tracker, the only acknowledged tracker yeah. of stats, the the deacon of stats, uh, training camp stats, Elliot Parks, the only. Yeah, and I respect the other people that copy me and take stats, but like I'm the official stat keeper. Yeah, like, yeah, but give like show fealty, you know, be like. Yeah. I'm just doing this for fun. If you really want to know what happened, go look what Elliot has. All right, so I've been thinking all day about the first thing I wanted to say when you asked me this question. And do I want to just say the numbers? Do I want to, like, and I've decided to go big picture here because I think the GoBirds listeners deserve it. Here's where I'm at after today. I have now seen Jalen Hurts practice three times this offseason. Twice OTAs, once today. Every time I've watched him play, since he was bad against Tampa, every time since then, I've left feeling really good about what this team can accomplish this year. Like, he just played really well today. He did, and that doesn't mean he yes! was perfect. Like, he he had a bad interception at the end. Absolutely, bad interception. Goddard was open. He put it behind him. Epps dove and got it. Like, bad throw. Should be a touchdown, right? But that doesn't take away the fact that he had four touchdowns today. I went back and I looked. Oh, we're on the way to 30. Yeah, well, on yes, that's exactly right. On the road to 30. Yeah, four, four out of 30. He's on the way. Um, I went back and I looked, and I charted 17 practices last summer. He only threw four touchdowns in one of them. Wow. Right? Wow. That's, and a, that's a good nugget right there. I, I also went back and looked because today's practice was very similar to day one last year. Uh, Sirianni did a lot of red zone, right? And I remember last offseason, as we talked about on this pod, like I had to bet with Howard about 35 total touchdowns. Like we were in on Hertz, right? We were like, this guy can be the guy. And then the season happened and our opinions have bounced all over the place. But before we were really into him. 100%. And I went to the first day of practice last year and I was like, man, he wasn't that good in red zone. And it kind of started the whole, he, he was struggling. So I went back and I looked because the practice today was very similar to day one of last year. Last year, Hertz attempted 14 passes. He was 5 of 14 for two touchdowns and interception. This year, Hertz attempted 15 passes, so pretty much the same thing. He was 12 of 15 for four touchdowns and one interception. So he had almost three times as many completions. He had twice as many touchdowns. And he was going against what we would all agree is a better defense, right? And he was doing the same drills. So, like, I'm not going to pretend to be... I mean, that's like, be, feels like just flat-out improvement. It's hard to... Yeah, like, so, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to pretend to be a guru where I can look at him and be like, his form looks better. I'm like, I'm honest about my strengths and weaknesses, quarterback, tech, technical stuff, not my strength in terms of knowing that, right? 
but I know numbers. And those numbers are way better than they were last year. And the eye test backed that up. Like, I thought he was decisive today. I thought that the ball moved through the air a ton. He was out there for 20 reps. The offense scored four touchdowns. They should have scored five. He threw one to Devontae, and Devontae just flat out dropped it at the one-yard line. Should have been a touchdown. But they only ran it three times with the first-team offense. Like, they moved the ball against this defense through the air. And people that have listened to the pod all offseason know the number one thing I've said is I need to see the offense be better at passing. And I said, like, that's why the 30 touchdown thing for me, right? So there were moments today of the practice where I was actually thinking of OG Wade when um, during, during the practice of like, OG says a lot, you guys never think about what it could be like if Hertz is really good, right? And today when I was watching him and, you know, he, I didn't have an incompletion until like his eighth or ninth attempt. He had two touched or three touchdowns. One was a really nice throw to A.J. Brown. Uh, the other one was a nice throw to Quez Watkins that where Watkins made a really good catch on it. And I was thinking, like, this team could be really, really good if Hurts is very good. And he played really, really good. Like, I can go into more details. You know, he had a, a touchdown pass to Goddard that was probably from about four or five yards out in the co- front corner of the end zone. He hit A.J. Brown on a similar route. A.J. had a little more... Uh, separation than than Goddard did it was a nice throw his other touchdown was to Kenny Gainwell he he dropped back hit Gainwell over the middle and Gainwell I normally don't give touchdowns in these examples but Gainwell was so wide open and ran the last five yards in by himself so I, I counted it um and then he had a touchdown to Quez Watkins uh it was his second it was his last throw of the day he had had an, his interception at that point so he drops back, rolls to his right, looks to the back of the end zone, and puts it high enough where Quez can get it. Quez go, comes down with it, keeps his feet inbound, and he has the touchdown. So like, the red zone to me is where you would really see Hertz's improvements for a couple reasons. A, in the red zone, you have to make quick decisions. And the whole thing with Hertz is processing and you know, you know those type of things. Two, the windows are smaller, so accuracy matters more. Um, and I think it's tempting to run when you're in the red zone, as we saw last year, right? And he was better in all those areas. So it's one day, but when it comes to Hertz, he says it a lot, like stacking days. It's now the two OTA practices and it's today. So Hertz is giving me no reason to think that he's not going to be very good. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. There it is. (laughs) It's exactly the type of Hertz report I wanted to hear. It's the one I want to keep hearing. It's exciting. Look, and you know, like we, you know, you can always say it's just training camp or this or that, but you know, when you think about those numbers last year compared to today, and really just forgetting the numbers, just the vibe of watching him, as you could tell when you're talking. And I remember that podcast. I remember that first training camp podcast last year, and I remember the disappointment in your voice. It might have been a radio show when we did it. I just remember. Maybe, yeah. I remember the disappointment and being like, "Hey, man, gotta keep it real." Hurts didn't look great because we were yeah. hyped. We were hyped. We were like, this guy, let's go. And and I remember it like vividly. So this is this is really exciting to hear that. And and obviously the most important thing to to the point you made, and obviously Wade's point, you know, it is, you know, I think we all think this team's gonna be good this year. I know you and I do. We both think they're a playoff team. We think they have a really good chance to win the division. I think they're eleven, twelve type of win team and all that. Um and that's with Hertz, you know, we think improving, but, you know, not necessarily becoming great or anything like that. I mean, if Jalen Hurts becomes like great or becomes like really, really good, oh man, like, yeah. 
really is a you could win the Super Bowl, you know. And I'm not saying they would. I'm not saying they'd be well, a they favorite. They did in 2017. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Like I, I've heard people say, "Oh, it's kind of like 2017," and I haven't really felt that. But if Hertz takes that Wentzian type of leap. Yeah, that's that's what we're looking at. We're looking at like a fourteen and three type of season, but that thirteen and four, for one seed, like all those things are in play. If Hertz takes a real, real st- like a Wentz type step forward, if you want to talk comparatively to what Wentz looked like in twenty sixteen to what he was in twenty seventeen, if there's that type of jump or that hemisphere of jump from what Hertz was last year to to that. Man, I mean, this literal sky's the limit for this team. It, it, and, and, and I'm not expecting that leap, but it's certainly, it's certainly good to hear that he looked this good today. And I do think that, you know, I think the team's behind him. I think the one thing we didn't talk about with the Sirianni shirt that I definitely think is at least an underlying message of it is first day of training camp that Hertz has been, you know, questioned all offseason by lots of different people, all the reports. They had answered so many questions about trading for Deshaun Watson or trading for Russell Wilson or this or that or whatever. You know, I don't think it was – I think that that Nick Sirianni coming out in Jalen Hurts shirt is also a statement like, let's go. This is my dude and we're going. So um, yeah. I, I think it was a really great day for Jalen Hurts and certainly Jalen Hurts fans. Like, OG Wade – it's a good day for you. We got a long way to go, and it's just training camp, but I think it's a good day. It's all you could possibly want to hear. Yeah, and like I said, like he did have the interception that wasn't great. Like That happened, right? There was a fluke play where he went to throw it, and it popped out of his hands, and it looked like Brandon Graham caught it, but then he said later he dropped it, so that didn't count, as obviously, because he dropped it. So like, it wasn't a perfect day, but I honestly don't really care about interceptions. Like, like he didn't turn the ball over last year and it's important he doesn't do it this year. So I'm not sitting here and saying if he's, you know, Carson in 2020, like obviously that's going to matter, but I'm okay. If like, you know, he's throwing it more and getting the ball in the end zone. If there are going to be those mistakes, like it's a bit of a gunslinger thing and he shouldn't be that, but I'll take a day in training camp where you have four touchdowns and one interception and, and not, and not ding you too much for the interception. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And again, like, you know, as excited as we just got for two minutes talking about the potential of, of this leap and all that stuff, like, in reality, like, as we've said a zillion times this offseason and saying it in, in the way as as a, as a positive verts is that he's only 23, but let's remember he's only 23, you know, so yeah. there, there are going to be mistakes. There are, again, Carson Wentz, when he took that leap, was 25, you know, so... It is, um, you know, it is. There's still a long way to go, and he's got a lot of football to learn and and all that. But it's certainly, man, that's that's really exciting. All right, the rest of the first team offense. Who stood out to you? You mentioned AJ Brown. What was it like mm-hmm. to get your first look at him? And and outside of Brown, anyone else that kind of caught your eye a little bit? Well, I think just what stood out is in OTAs. I don't believe Devontae, AJ, and Quez were ever there at the same time. Um, so. Just seeing the three of them and then Dallas Goddard there as well because he, he's basically a, a receiver. Like, It's going to be tough for opposing defenses to match up all those guys if they play to their potential and Hurts is playing well. Like Again, everything we talk about can come back to if Hurts plays well. But like if you put Aaron Rodgers with those three guys, like it would be unfair. You know, like AJ is very good. He creates separation. In the red zone today, you saw that he can create separation quickly. Devontae didn't have a great day, to be honest. He dropped that easy touchdown. Um, he didn't drop another touchdown. He almost made a one-handed catch, so I'm not going to count that as a drop. But he just didn't have as good a day as the other two. Um, and Quez, like, if Goddard, AJ, 
and Devontae are going to be getting a ton of attention and, and Quez takes a step forward and Hurts takes a step forward, like he's going to be hard for defenses because you're going to have so many resources dedicated to those other three, not to mention the running game, that Quez with his speed could really cause a lot of damage. And he made a really nice contested catch today. Um, I also think it's very clear. There's like a very clear defined difference. There's the top three receivers and there's everybody else. Like that's it. Pascal was not there today because he was sick. So he potentially could end up maybe, you know, getting snaps uh, here and there. But I think they really like the trio of Devontae, Quez, and AJ. And they do complement each other. Like AJ is a big physical receiver. Devontae's the, you know, route running precision guy. And Quez is the speed guy. So I think that you have a bit of everything with that. Rager is definitely with the second team. He definitely is. He did have two touchdowns today. Um, so, you know, you take that for what it's worth. But I, if you were worried that Rager is going to, like, force his way on the field, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's a world where maybe Rager plays well enough that if one of the top three get hurt, that, you know, they would be like, all right, we're going to give you a shot at this. But I don't think Rager is going to be a part of this team unless injuries involved. Yeah, well, he'll, he'll be on the team you're talking about be involved, so to speak. I'm saying, like, yeah, like, outside of maybe, like, a running attempt or, yeah, you know. He'll be the, some... fifth, the fifth wide receiver, and then. Yeah, he'll know. be the fifth wide receiver. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah, and that's what I think, too. And I do think, look, I think Pascal could get snaps in the running game as well. Like, he's a really good pass blocker. Uh, excuse me, run blocker for a wide receiver and stuff like that. So you could see him make his way on the field that way. <clears throat> But I'm with you. I think they like Quez. You could tell in the offseason, like that first press conference when we heard from Sirianni, and he was basically just talking about Quez as the two and saying he thought he could be like one of the better twos in the league and stuff. Obviously, if he's the three, I think they're probably pretty excited about that. Yeah. And, and look, I, <clears throat> from what I've seen, too, I'm excited. I, I I like what I've seen from Quez. There's upside there. There's explosiveness there. There's you know toughness there. Like he's both explosive. Had the longest play in the NFL last year, which is one of the craziest stats. Or, was it really? Or, or was it the longest play about. that didn't score a touchdown? It was the longest play in the NFL last wow. year. At least offense, like not including a yeah, uh, right. a kick return. It was the longest offensive play, ninety-one yards. The longest offensive play in the NFL last year. Hilarious, wow. obviously not for a touchdown. The funniest part, but then also, you know, he made a lot of tough contested catches. I was impressed with that. I also think and he made a the, tough contested catch today for what it's worth. Yeah, Two of them actually. I, yeah. I, I've been so impressed with his ability to do that. And also, just quickly mention the receivers. I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I think if there's one player on this team who we have talked we have not talked about that much who has a chance to have a special season it's Devonte smith like we've just gotten so excited about the aj brown thing and rightfully so and we've talked so much about quez and pascal at that third spot and it's just like oh yeah Devonte's back he'll be great in year two ever Devonte is all of a sudden as aj brown on the other side of him and he's going into the season where historically nfl players take the single biggest leap of their career from year one to year two yeah. like we haven't really talked much about Devonte at all and, like, there's a chance he goes out and he takes a leap. And all of a sudden, with A.J. Brown and Devontae, you have two, no doubt about it, top 20 receivers. So, I'm going to be a bit of a buzzkill and push back on that a little. I, I agree with the logic of it, for sure, 100%. Like, opposite A.J., he takes a step forward. He's dealing with number two corners. Defenses aren't, like, I, I think you're right about that. And maybe it's just because he dropped a touchdown today that, like, I'm a little worried about him getting lost in the shuffle and frustrated with everything. Like, last year, he was Jalen's friend, right? And, like, I'm not saying they're not friends anymore, but, like, now it's, like, AJ and Jalen are friends, right? Like, 
Last year, he was the number one receiver. Now he's not the number one receiver. He's the only player besides Miles on offense and, and Jalen that like hasn't had his big deal, right? Like Dallas got paid. AJ got paid. Miles wants to be paid. But like Pascal didn't get big money. But my point I'm making is like, I think there's like some potential combustibility there. Now, if they're winning, I don't think it'll be an issue. But remember, like last year, he ran off the field against New York because he was frustrated about it. Like, I feel like there were rumblings of him maybe not feeling he was getting the ball enough. I don't know. I would just monitor it. I think your logic is completely correct. And I think that is like 80% of the way it could go. But I think there's a little bit of like Devontae could fall through the cracks and be dis- and be frustrated about that. Mm, okay. Well, we will see. Maybe we'll come up with a Devontae Smith bet to make yeah. between the two of us. Because I get your logic. That makes sense. I just think, I think the kid's going to take a step forward. And I think he's going to be undeniable in that way. All right. Um... Let's move to the defense, yeah. uh, first team defense. What uh, what did you see from the guys out there? You mentioned Bradbury and passing before anything else. I know not a lot of like, you know, hardcore rushing the quarterback and stuff. So hard to get a, a real vibe on the defensive lineman. But what were your thoughts on what you saw on the, the first team defense and what stood out? So I think the Eagles are going to try to mask in preseason and training camp what they're really doing. So I don't think I'm going to get a really good actual authentic look. But they only get so many practices, so I do think you will see somewhat of what they want to do. They're not going to throw away a whole month of practice just to trick the media, although they don't really care about practice, so who knows? Maybe they will. But I I just like – I'll just say this. If they do today with Hassan Reddick and these defensive ends what I saw them do, man, I'm going to have some – Gannon sound bites I regret from last year. Like uh, he was dropping back. They had Brandon Graham uh, dropping uh, back. Uh, oh, they were no. cycling between a three and a four. Like it's your it guy, mostly, buddy. It's your yeah, guy. Yeah. Like just didn't like what I saw. Is really the only way to put it. Like, and again, I do think come I think yeah, I think the point you made at the beginning is 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 must be taken into account yeah. overall. I agree with you. I do not think they're really going to show much defensively at all this offseason, at least when it can get out. You know what I, I mean? I don't either, but I do think like a weakness coaches can have is getting too creative. And just it's not complicated. Just let Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, and Derek Barnett rush the passer. Don't drop them back. They're not good at it. It's not a good defense. It's not... It's not throwing the quarterback off. Like, Hassan Reddick has shown in the NFL he is not good in the hybrid role. He can call himself a weapon. He's been at his best when he's attacking the quarterback. It didn't work in Arizona, right? Like, if he wants to drop back once a game, I'll allow it. But, man, seeing Brandon Graham drop back, seeing, like, the 3-4 with Graham and Reddick, and, like, I just, I'm not in on it. I'm not. And... And for what it's worth, like on the flip side, like Hertz deserves credit for being great, but the as it is with all training camp practices, if the offense is really good, that means the defense struggled. And like I said, Bradbury kind of had a rough OTA. AJ kind of got the best of them today. Like I don't know, just wasn't was not blown away with the defense today. Yeah, look, that I mean, um, again, I'm not gonna freak out over the first day of training camp, especially for the defense. I care a lot yeah. more about how Jalen Hurts looks throwing the football. Like that's the biggest takeaway for me in training camp. The defense, uh, you know, I think those things can go a little more hit or miss. But I, I look, I definitely agree that you know if if 
philosophically, I don't want us on Reddick dropping back into coverage very often. You know, every at all. once yeah, in a while. Like I'll, every I'll once allow in a while, just to yeah, be that's nice, what I'm but... saying. Every once in a while, just to, to throw a defense off or to whatever, like, or offense off. Like, if you want to mess around twice a game or something like that, yeah, like, scratch that itch. Yeah, whatever. Ahead. But, like, like, you little sicko, drop them back once now yeah, if you have to. I, but I'm like, very with you. I'm very, very with you philosophically. And look, I've, I have not, was not impressed with Jonathan Gann last year. So, you know, I, I said I'd be willing to give him some benefit of the doubt based on the moves that they have made this offseason to bring guys in. But that's it. Like, they brought guys in. So, you know, no more. Yeah. And, and again, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I like the guy. I'm not a fan. So, um, all right. Let's get to some of the other observations in a second. But first, just download the Bet Parks, you know, yeah, Sportsbook app. I mean, come on. Football's can you almost here. Can you imagine listening to this pod? Hearing me talk about Jalen, you hear the quarterback stats and not being able to open up and place an MVP bet. Like, I'm telling you, when these stats get public outside of the Eagles world, his odds are dropping. This is a great point. This is actually like a a, um, a betting opportunity. We're basically a betting pod. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, I am very, very, very disappointed with anyone yeah. who doesn't do this. I'm just going to put that out there now. And again, if you're not from around here, we said this last time, call a friend. If you're listening to this pod, you probably know someone in Philadelphia, right? Someone in New Jersey. Yeah. Call them up. Bet Parks on Sportsbook app. Be like, hey, you want to have fun? You want to win money? You want to bet on Jalen Hurts win MVP? You want to bet on the, the games every week with these guys? Who, uh, if uh, I remember correctly, a couple years ago, I don't think last year we did, but two years ago we were amazing at yeah. picking games like we had an all-time year so that's in us all right so please just do not even do, you know what now i'm gonna rephrase that. i was gonna say do us a favor do yourself a favor download the bet parks you know and sportsbook app and and it's not just football you can bet on baseball you can bet on soccer coming back i'm sure elliot's oh, gonna yeah. have some some dimes for you there as they say and you know basketball when it comes back everything it's so much fun it's easy to use it's intuitive and here's the deal if you sign up now you get your first bet risk-free up to $750, a $750 risk-free bet. Just download the app now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at pa.betparks.com and use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, boom, to get your risk-free bet. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I just needed one show to get back to the, the GOBIRDS. That was good. Yes. Well done. Boom. Thanks. Well buddy. done. All right. Um, you mentioned Rager before. Looking decent. Were there any other things from the second, third team type stuff that you saw that, you know, Gardner, how'd he look? Any other notable things that you want to throw out there? Um, Just, I guess, little things. Like, Gardner was 8 for 10 with the touchdown. Um, The tight end out of SMU, whose name I'm going to butcher all season, I can tell you right now, if he plays. Grant Grant, Calcaterra? Yes. Say it again. Calcaterra. Calcaterra. Grant Calcaterra. Okay. He had two touchdowns today. Um. He, you know, like you look at the tight end room and Goddard is obviously the number one option by a mile. Jack Stoll's the uh, blocking tight end. So like there's kind of a room if Tyree Jackson's not hurt for maybe Grant to make, excuse me, for maybe Grant to make the roster and become like an option at certain points. But so I thought he kind of stood out today. Um, Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell, like Miles got all the carries with the first team offense. Kenny Gainwell got all the receptions. Just, you know, something to keep in mind. Um, I think with the running backs, there's a very clear top three, which is Sanders, Gainwell, and Scott. And then I don't even think they have much interest in finding anybody else. There's only five on the roster. The other two backs only touched it. 
one time a piece. So you I think believe. they might just keep three there? Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, um, the third quarterback spot, Reed Sinet and Carson Strong both split those reps. Neither of them really did much of anything. They took five total reps bef- between the four of them. I'm sorry, between the two of them, all practice. Um, so not much there. I do think there's a chance that maybe they just keep two quarterbacks, or uh, and you know just then sign Carson Strong on the practice squad or something like that. Yeah, and if Car- for whatever reason he gets picked up, you like it you is keep what Sinet it is or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you keep Sinet. Um. Or you pick up something, you know, somebody from somewhere else. So that was on that side of the ball. I would say um, on defense, talked about the line a little bit. Does seem like maybe Josh Sweat is ahead of Brandon Graham on the depth chart. I could see like Graham playing his way ahead of him. I could see Graham getting the start out of like you know uh, just a respect to him. But it does seem like Sweat is like him and Reddick are going to be the top two pass rushers in pass rushing situations. Um, Another name that I'm going to butcher, unfortunately, Marlon Tua Pelotu, the guy they drafted last year and barely played. I can't, I can't help you on that one. I had John yeah, Calcaterra. I actually think I got it pretty right for yeah, what it's worth. I had John Calcaterra that one year on your own. Yeah. Um, I thought he was just – he barely played last year. I thought he was, like, never going to make it this year. He actually was getting snaps pretty early on, and I think maybe if they are going to run a lot more of a 3-4, like, that's what he's built to do. And I think his name was Noah Ellis, a guy they gave a lot of money to as an undrafted free agent. He was released with a non-football injury, so maybe he comes back. But maybe Marlon does end up making the team. So that that was, you know, if you're really into, like, the bottom of the depth charts st- chart type stuff. I didn't think Kayvon Wallace had a good day. Um, at one point, Marcus Epps was kind of yelling at him, saying he was, you know, and it, it seemed like he had made a mistake. Epps did have that interception, so I think that's noteworthy, as we mentioned. Like, they need a safety to step up. Oh, real quick before you go on, I also, you know, we didn't talk about the press conferences because there wasn't that much to say, but I did think it was noteworthy that that Howie brought up Marcus Upps out of nowhere. Yeah, there. like kind they're of just, up, they're in on him. He, that was, I thought, one of the biggest takeaways was, oh, they're in on Marcus Epps because that was, it wasn't even a question really about safety, if, if I remember correctly. It was about like younger players or this or that or whatever. And he just like took the opportunity to like really hype up Marcus Epps. So I thought that was notable today. Yeah, and look, I, I don't think they're going to trade for Jesse Bates, but I think they could love Marcus Epps and also trade for Jesse Bates. Like, they need sure. two safeties. Anthony so, Harris stinks out loud. Yeah, he's... You're probably right about that. Um, trying to think of what else. A few guys had COVID that didn't practice, but they're, like, getting over COVID as opposed to being in, like, the protocol. Um, it was Kelsey, Fletcher, and uh, Anthony Harris, your boy, so... You feel bad about what you just said. <laughs> um, trying to think if there was anything else. No, I mean, like, I mean, the practice was 58 minutes long, including stretching. So, okay, so the, I'm sure, people will be mad about that. Well, I love that you, it, it, as always, the, the, we're vibing because nice. that was going to be my next question. I was going to say, how long was the practice? How intense was the practice? I know that. Again, for the second year in a row, this is going to be something that, you know, even if we don't talk about a ton on this pod, because I think we're both, you know, okay with it comparatively, but I'm sure it'll come up. But on our radio show, people are going to call in about it. On the midday show, people are going to talk about it. On the shows that you're on, like Joe's going to ask you about it. You know, Mark's going to ask you about it. Like oh, that yeah. stuff is going to happen. So um, how you, you mentioned 58 minutes. Like how intense was the practice? What was your feel of the vibe from the practice off tomorrow? Which is like, all right. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that whole thing? I know we've kind of, you know, everyone generally knows how we feel, but specifically being there today and seeing it, did it, did it alter mm-hmm. anything or whatever? So a couple ways to respond to that. First is I thought Sirianni did a good job in the press conference explaining kind of like 
what they're doing. So basically they're doing more walkthroughs this year than they did last year, which walkthroughs as uh, self-explanatory are are not really practices. Like it's practice and they learn mentally and everything, but it's different than like, I'm not allowed at walkthroughs. Like practices where I chart and stuff, like they're less intense than that. And he basically said like, they're going to have more of those, but on the days that they do practice, they're going to get more reps in and they'll be like slightly more intense to paraphrase. And I think that makes sense. Like, and he mentioned how he thinks that their players will run more total miles, you know, like playing football, obviously not like laps. Like they they will run more on the field in training camp this year than they did last year. Um, I think kind of like all that matters is total reps. And as normal, as usual, the beat writer you need knows how many reps Hertz had last year. So we will see if he totals uh, that, that number. So I get it. I do think his practices are intense. Ike Reese, former I heard player. this. So I was in the car. I was yeah. picking Zoe up from daycare. Very salty. It was really funny. So Elliot's like, you know, I really felt, because Ike was down there too. Apparently I could tell from, from listening. Yeah, he was. And Elliot's like, yeah, I know it was only 58 minutes, but you know, it felt really intense, didn't it? And Ike goes, nah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, well, but, like F me, right? Like yeah, I'm just so going to retire now. Um, uh, but- but, but like Ike also played at a time where Andy Reid had them in pads five days in a row practicing two and a half hours yeah, twice a day. Yeah, so like, like come on. you know, but like, so ultimately though, like 58 minutes is kind of silly short, especially when they're stretching for part of it, you know? So I think that this is the path they're going. They're opening themselves up to criticism. I, I, I was asked on the morning show if it's what I would do. And I think it is what I would do ultimately. But yeah, like I, if you're someone that's saying they should be practicing more than 58 minutes on day one, like, I, yeah, I can't push back too hard on that. And I would, you know, and I've been, you know, pretty with you on this. We've had a few disagreements here and there about certain things, but um, it does feel light to me, especially with no no practice tomorrow. Like, it's one thing if you're practicing tomorrow, but you're off tomorrow. So right. like, you know, they're not going to practice three g- days in g- a row. Give me a, give me a couple hours here, you know? And I, again, we're both, you know, the injuries worked out last year, but we did talk last pod about the, you know, the, the penalties. Now I think that's a really, really valid. It's the best uh, point ever. Yeah. It's a really valid thing to bring up. And then just outside of the penalties, the, the look, we know that football is a game of, of, you know, it's a dance. It's 11 guys needing to do the, the exact thing they're supposed to do at the exact time they're supposed to do it. And everyone, you know, filling their hole and playing their spot and running the right route and timing things out and all that. It's a dance. It's not, you know, it's not like sea ball hit ball. You know, it's like yeah. a lot more. You need 11 guys. You need it all to work. One guy doing the wrong thing can can blow up a play, you know, so it can cause a turnover. It can, you know, there's so many things. So so I do, I don't want to completely poo-poo it when people say, because I do, I think people go too far with it, but I am a little concerned from, a, and the penalties are part of it too, but from a, a just being like fully sharp, and and really a, a, a ready that was the thing with the 2017 Eagles that you know Carson was obviously the story but the thing that I kept saying that season when I was talking about him early on the thing that I was so impressed by you know once they went on that run after the Giants game and they just really kept going was like it was like man like Doug has these guys ready to play every game like these guys just come out of the gates and they're ready to roll and they and come it really out really matters. Yes, and they and they play smart football and they don't make mistakes. They don't fall and, behind. Exactly. So like 
that that would be my only concern when I hear, you know, first day of practice, 58 minutes, no practice tomorrow. Like, I, I, I can at least understand some people who could be concerned from that perspective, and, and I get it. You know what I'm saying? And on, and on the flip side of that, the clip comes out today of Dan Campbell doing burpees at practice, and mm-hmm. it's like, here's what I would say to Eagles fans that are like, you know, oh, look at this guy. Like, uh, bla- you know, bite the kneecaps. What are, like, blah, blah. If, if Nick Sirianni did burpees at practice, people would clown him to death. Let's be real. Uh, probably, but I, Do you know I, what a burpee is? Yeah, it's the, the, I played football. Right, you weren't yeah, really the, reacting, so I wasn't. No, sure. I know, but I mean, it is like, it's at least like a athletic thing, you know, it's something that, you know. No, the you, coach was. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought he was having the team. No, no, no. Do- Campbell was doing oh, burpees with like, the well, I was like, well, I was like, good, yeah, make him do burpees, I got no problem with that. No, uh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dan Campbell you. and his cat and his coaching staff got were doing the burpees you, with, his, with their players. Okay, um. I don't hate it personally. Honestly, oh like God. this is literally again. Speak of 21, 21 arguments. This is you before the Detroit game last year. Dan Campbell. Yeah, exactly. Danny. Yeah. Um, I look. I I don't like. It's not like I love it, but I don't like. If he's saying, "Hey, we're like these these drills suck," I'm gonna do them with you guys. Like I'm gonna show you that I'll do what you do. That I'll go to war with you. Like I can at least understand that. You know what I mean? I can, I don't think it's like bad. It's kind of silly. But it, no, Sirianni would get clowned to death if he but did. But Sirianni gets clowned for wearing his shirt. Like I, yeah. I actually, I, I don't think it's any sillier. Again, I don't think either is an issue. I think it's, I don't think it's any sillier than Sirianni wearing a shirt with Jalen Hurts' face on it. Like I don't think. I think it's definitively silly. Oh, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. Right. I think it's, I think it's the same level of silly. But I actually think both are fine. Like I think both are meant to endear your players to you and whatever it did like again like i know that if i were on a football team and i were doing burpees which earmuffs one two three fucking suck they do do. yes like they they suck like you are dreading them you never want to do them when you have to do them they suck ass they're horrible after like and my head coach is like you know right there in front of me, looking me in the eye, doing burpees with me. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. To your point you made about Sirianni, like, ultimately, like, doesn't really matter what all us people think about him doing the burpees. It matters what those 53 guys or seven yeah. right now, 80 guys in the locker room think of it. And I could see those guys appreciating it personally. I guess. Maybe you're right. I just, like. See, give Dan Campbell the same love you give Nick Sirianni. Dude, Dan Elliot. Campbell is the worst coach in the NFL. He now that not. Is gone. He is not. He is not. Uh, yeah, well, his team certainly looked like it last year. Leader of men. Yeah, just leader wait. of men. He's when Sirianni and the Eagles building smacked him 44-6. Building something. Building something. They fought, though. To yeah, be they fair. fought. Yeah. D- no, yeah, no, down I'm, th- being, I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, forgetting, like, you know, joking around or whatever. Like, they weren't a good team. They had a 2-14 and record. But, like. They played hard. Like they won games they shouldn't have. Like they, you know, they well, almost they beat the two, two right, games. but they almost beat the Ravens. Right, that Justin Tucker had to kick a sixty-six right. yard field goal on the last play to win. Like Ravens they were in other games that that uh, the one game. Oh, what was that? The, it was the Rams. The like that was an insane loss. Like at least that team fought for the dude. Like I, we we do the same thing as about Sirianni. We say the, the team believes in the guy. They played hard for him and stuff. Like. I just don't think it's fair to say what because it's the same verbiage. It's the same things we're saying. Yeah, but it's a difference when it's nine wins versus two wins. I agree, but he also had a way, yeah. way, way more talented team. Like, he did. The Eagles were more talented. The Lions are a disaster from a talent Look, perspective. I think I would like Dan Campbell yeah, personally. Jared Goff playing quarterback. 
Pack yeah. last year. I, I would have so little interest in having him as my head coach. I I I don't think he's one of the best head coach in the NFL. Yeah, that's like safe that. to say. Yeah. But but I do think that that the, in this specific instance and overall, it does seem like players like him and players buy into him. Like I don't know if he can get it done from the other stuff, but. I do think he has that kind of thing where where his players like him and I and yeah. they want to play for him and to be fair that's the only thing we say about Sirianni that's a positive well, like except that Sirianni the dude had to also give up made the playoffs not, oh, but hold on like when you when Sirianni but come on dude he and, made the playoffs and, as and 9 and 8 against Campbell a horrible schedule I'm not comparing the two I'm not okay. saying Nick Sirianni's right. not better I'm saying that look Nick Sirianni like you the only reason you were excited when he got hired was cuz he was a play caller He's no, not. Yeah, do, he's fair. not even doing that anymore. Like he's out of that halfway through the first season doing it. He's not, and I'm fine with it. But like that was the only reason you were excited they hired him. The single reason was because he was a play caller. Yeah, because he was an offense. And and now like the biggest thing that Sirianni has going for him is that he gets players to believe in him and gets players to buy in on him and stuff. Like it's just not fair to like completely rip Dan Campbell when that's the one thing that he's doing pretty well too it seems you know what so, I mean yeah it seems and like look, a little hypocritical is my point it look like it's sick and it's true and it's why I love doing this pod I could literally debate this with you for hours like I feel so <laughs> passionately about it and I know we're not comparing the two but I just the last thing I'll say because then we should move on and you know we got to go I'm tired I want to have a drink like Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni are not in the same stratosphere of coaching they're not and just that that's it that's all i know we're not comparing i know you like sirianni better but i do but i they are not in the same stratosphere i think you're i think you're too hard on dan gamble and i certainly well he was two and 14 so okay he had the worst roster in the nfl yeah and they played like it (laughs) but no they didn't oh because because of two games they were competitive like no but they were they fought man there were a bunch of games they were they were in like they weren't getting blown out every week the lions yeah like yeah, the, he yeah. had Jared Goff as his quarterback. Well, for what it's worth, Jared Goff made the Super Bowl. Well, dude, are we really doing this? Well, I'm just saying, like, look, like, okay, I agree their roster was bad and Goff's not great, but but it's not like you know he willed seven wins out of them. And I get they had two close losses, and like for some reason, ever like, I'm just saying Dan Campbell's a trash coach. I don't know how else to say it. Like Dan Campbell is a bad coach. I I, I think you're right. I, I would I, almost. I don't want to. I mean, I mean, no one's I, actually going to kill me. Like, I would bet my coach. life Dan Campbell will never win a playoff game. You you bet your life? And I sleep. I would sleep well at night. That's great. They won three games last year, by the way. Short. Oh, okay, never mind. I won't bet my life. Though. Yeah, they beat yeah. teams that the better than the Eagles did, for what it's worth. Who'd they beat? They beat the Packers. They beat the Cardinals, and the Vikings weren't great, but that they beat two playoff teams. The Eagles didn't beat any. All right, that's fair. He still sucks. I don't know what to tell you. Like, like it just I I. We don't have to keep talking about him. I know. It's too much Dan Campbell. You, yeah. I like him. You hate him. Either way, you get my point. Like, the thing with Sirianni, like, you know, it's very easy to paint a picture where it's like, wow, this yeah. clown. I, you know? I don't want to keep going on this. I don't I don't agree with your point, but we can move on. I hate it that you yeah. won't agree. I don't know what to say. Like, I, I, like again, literally, correct. I could debate this for four my, hours. Like, my point is flat out correct. All right, it's let's not, get out of here. Continue. It's, it's okay. 100% correct. Okay. Um, Let's get out of here. What's your final yeah. thought? <laughs> um, I can't stop thinking about this. Like I'm like worked up about oh, we're gonna it. We're going to keep texting about it. Don't worry. Yeah. We just don't have to put the listeners through our what we do. Um, any final thoughts? I think water ice is probably overrated. People were eating that today at practice. Um, okay, actually, what kind 
of a take is that? Uh, yeah. I think water ice, man, maybe it's probably a little overrated. But right, actually, here's really my know. final take. And it's it's honestly the most pathetic thing I've ever done on the pod, but I'm going to do it. You ready? Uh, like, go Birds listeners. I really, really, really want to try this Wawa short tea drink that is out there. And I cannot find it. I can't. I've I've called breweries. I've called Wawa. What? Like, I really want to try it. Honestly, it's not even that I think I'll like it at this point. I feel so left out from everyone else that gets to try it. So if you got a plug, hit me up. There it is. Wow. Asking for help on the pod. First of all, I love pathetic. that. It's It's, yeah. But Second I of all, really, I've, really I've want to try this drink. Literally never heard of the drink. Had no idea it existed. Nor do I care oh, about it. so good. Help Elliot out. Um... I, I can't believe you just put this much effort into trying to get it. That's wild. I, I was walking around today during my break between <laughs> oh my between God. practice and the radio. Oh, buddy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Any uh, final thought from you? Yes, there is. I do have a final thought. Mm. The Dan... Ki- no, I'm kidding. Okay, uh, God. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My final thought is... You did go with more money, more problems. Oh, you watched, watched it? it? I watched it. It was it was very good. And it was it, good, right? It was a great performance. You know, it's Thank always you. it's always hard for someone who looks like you to you know sound like Biggie or Mace or yeah. Puff Daddy or whatever. Um, but I thought I thought you did a really good job. Buddy. Also, I thought, holding it, old fashioned in my hand the whole time. You 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 commanded the stage. I'm just Thank mad you. I missed it. I would have been the the guy, your hype man there. That would have been me. I would have I would have elbowed that guy right out of the way. I'm like, <laughs> no no no, buddy. This is Biggie. This is my jam right here. No no no. This is my guy. So I'm good, right? Mad. And then the video could have been us doing it. So I'm my honest, my big my I have two big takeaways. One, great job. Two horrible job by me not being there. I ruined it, everything. I, so. I honestly keep thinking about it. Like it's yeah. so good. No it's one's asked good. me to watch it in person yet, but I'm telling you, if you see me in person, you want to like I kind of killed it. It was it was very good. I was you. very you commanded the stage, buddy, and I'm proud of you. So. Thank you. It's good work. All right, uh, Saturday. Unless something like a tornado takes me yeah, and Elliot and lifts us away. Yeah, you know, yeah. Really, honestly, anything could happen to stop the show on Saturday with our luck lately. But yeah, Saturday, 1 to 3, Parks Casino, the return of Go Birds Radio. Mm. We need everybody to call. All the, all yeah. the, we need all all the OGs. People. We need all our people there. We yes. need all our All the know, real ones. All the real ones, you know. I'm sure Tom from Abington will be there. We need all our. Uh, he calls Chris, out sick quite a bit. You know, Christian Ocean City and Jacob and you know our yeah, whole Justin. Crew. Justin. Oh, yeah, my, yeah, Justin. Could you could you call us, buddy? Yeah. Could you, I mean, it's been Feller. a while since we talked to to Justin from Tennessee. Um. Oh, Tom Ja-Cory. and Vancouver. We need everybody. Um, we need the whole crew. We yeah. we love you guys, and we need it. It's, CJ, it's a, we haven't heard from CJ in a CJ, while. CJ, yes, CJ, our Texas brethren. Yeah, call us, man. We miss you too. Like all all our all our people. We love all of you, and we we can't wait. And uh, I'm psyched, man. Sorry, it's gonna be fun. All right, yes. you go drink with Kristen. Thank you. I am going to edit and post this podcast because you know Hero. I keep I keep working. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys on Saturday. He's Adam James. We'll talk to you soon.